You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Tuesday, August 17th. As always, I'm your host with sometimes occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, Off the Bench Baseball, or Just Baseball, in which my most recent piece is about uh, fantasy baseball, biggest breakouts of the year. Talking very uh, dismissively of Cody Bellinger in that. If you guys are curious, all my Padres fans out there just roasted the homie for a little bit, along with some other players, too. Um, Or if you're more familiar with the pop culture realm, maybe that's more of your thing. You can find my work at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Blight, Disgusting, Film, Cred, and more. And hopefully many more to come. But most importantly, guys, of this here Lockdown Padres podcast, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. If you feel so inclined, only, 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 if you feel so inclined, you can hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have, and I'll do my very best to get back to you, maybe even get back to you here on the show. And one guaranteed way to show up on the show, I will tell you, is if you send me a five-star review on the Apple Podcasts app, because I am not above bribery, you can, uh, in the review description, put a question that is guaranteed to be answered here on the show and as for today's show it is brought to you by rockauto.com amazing selection reliable prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you and man ladies and gentlemen this is going to be hopefully a quick episode you know why because there's so much to talk about about the padres that i don't want to stuff it all into one episode it is rage building up right and there's so much rage thanks to what has happened that it has to be scattered across the rest of the week it has to be compartmentalized in the correct fashion so today you're only going to get a little bit of rage but i promise you it's rage it might not be me yelling and whatnot it might be that not the typical sound of rage i'm not gonna go Stephen a on you guys necessarily i'm not gonna go you know darren sharp or i'm not gonna go absolutely you know mike and mad dog on you guys right now but i am very upset let's talk about last night and talk about the padres in terms of the immediate future guys okay so just some of my recent thoughts first let's begin with the game the padres lose yet again to another abysmal team this time to the Colorado Rockies in the first of a three game set against them the Padres lose by a score of six to five starting for today's game is Mr. Ryan Weathers he goes four innings giving up five runs on eight hits didn't walk anybody for once which was nice struck at three 62 pitches didn't last all that long okay whatever we've come we've got we've gotten grown accustomed to this I don't know if AJ Preller sat at the deadline and thought to himself, ah, you know, it's okay. Ryan Weathers has been great for us. Okay, it's interesting. Well, uh, ever since July 24th, his last not atrocious appearance uh, against the Miami Marlins. July 30th, eight runs over four innings. August 6th, six runs over three innings. August 11th, six runs over four and two-thirds innings. And then, obviously, last night's game. He hasn't given up 
less than five runs in each of his last four starts. And by the way, let me repeat, Colorado, Arizona, Miami, Colorado. Those are the teams that Ryan Weathers has gone up against in his last four starts. There has never been a more clear series of examples and evidence that this guy, a prospect in this case, is clearly not ready for being in a big league rotation. I know that his advanced stats weren't great to start off. But guys, as of the start before that streak against the four teams I read off, he had a 2.73 ERA. Now he's got a 5.06. That's how bad it's been. That's how bad it's been. But yet, oh, no, 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 no. Let's not worry about starting pitching, right? Let's not worry about it. Let's not worry about it whatsoever. And we'll, we're, we'll get into A.J. Preller in just a second and my, and my thoughts on that. But that's not all that happens in this game. The offense goes quiet for a while because apparently um, the Rockies have really good... Look, Herman Marquez, great pitcher. But it wasn't Herman Marquez tonight. Instead, despite the Reds catching up to us and now only being a game and a half back of the Padres, by the way, after tonight... Antonio Sensatella, seven innings, only gives up two runs on six hits, a walk in two Ks. You could argue there was a Tatis bomb at one point, doesn't go out, felt like it should have, felt like it was very unlucky, but nonetheless, he ends up scoring thanks to, uh, by the way, shouts to Eric Hosmer striking out and then the Padres being able to score on a wild pitch. But really the big highlight of this game was, top of the ninth, Trent Grisham, the only one who seems to realize how important it is for the Padres to actually win. And Tatis, too. Don't get me wrong. Players realize it. That's a little bit of a an over-exaggeration. But he at least performs like it in this case. Homering with two outs, allowing Jake Cronenworth and Austin Nola to score, um, tying the game at 5-5 after they were down 5-2. Then you bring in Daniel Hudson, who's supposed to bolster the bullpen, which is, which is which a fine ad. I like the trade. It's a good trade. Daniel Hudson comes in. Charlie Blackman lines out, and then CJ Crumbs mashes a ball of deep right to end the game. We don't even get to go to extra innings. Daniel Hudson, a guy who we traded for and just recently was announced at Drew Pomeranz, is out for the season. So, look, this it's an it's an enraging game. The Padres now only have, like I said, a one and a half game back, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a little bit. But last night's game was really frustrating, man. I mean, there's no there's no way to circle around it. I'm recording now, late in the night, and I just, I laughed when it first happened. I, I actually laughed. You could ask my mother. You could, you could just ask her. We're both watching, watching the game together because she likes watching the Padres. She really does. Although lately, we've been having to go back and forth between the Padres and the Yankees because the Padres have been borderline just unwatchable, especially because of how much I care about them. And I imagine you guys care about them. And I just started laughing because... This team hasn't been a, a tragedy lately because we're getting so used to it. Instead, they're they're more like a comedy. That's what the Padres are right now. They're a joke. They're an absolute joke. Like, there's no... I, I know this sounds like I'm being a hot takey guy for a little bit, but screw it. I'm going to be. I'm just in that mood right now. They're a joke. They're a joke. It's not like we're losing to the Giants. It's not like we're losing to the Dodgers. It's not even like, honestly, we're losing to a Mariners. Or even a, you know, a Blue Jays. Or maybe even a Angels team, which is very flawed. Even an Angels team. No. Instead, we're losing to literally the worst teams in baseball in Colorado and Arizona. Miami's not very good either, by the way. By the way, they're in like the, the D tier, while these two teams are in the F tier. It's just, it's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. And it has confirmed 
our fears from the lack of moves at the trade deadline. And we're going to talk a little bit more in terms of the Padres' future and what this game meant for it in just a second, guys. But before we get into all that, let me just talk to you really quickly about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season, obviously, is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting news, including MLB, NBA, NHL, all your UFC, MMA sort of action, and the NFL coming up. Uh, before the next pitch, head over to bet online on a laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use that promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys, and now we're back talking about last night's catastrophe and how I feel the Padres are... Frankly, at DEFCON 4, at DEFCON 4, before we kind of talk about that, let's first bring up some news that occurred. Okay, so yesterday it was announced that the Padres have signed Jake Arrieta to a minor league deal. Now, no, 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 you might be thinking to yourself, oh, Jake Arrieta, former Cy Young winner, that sounds pretty good. Well, it's not, because Jake Arrieta is terrible now. He's literally worth negative war this year, negative 2.1 to be exact, according to baseball reference. Everything in the blue, expected weighted on base, expected at ERA, fastball spin is down, whiff percentage doesn't do anything. He only had a couple of good starts at the beginning of the season. And what I'm really upset about is this idea that's being reported. You know, Kevin Acey points it out on Twitter that a lot of the, the, the Padres players were excited about this, getting a veteran. That veteran players love adding veteran players. Ah, yes. Because famously, baseball players, when they're currently playing, they really are the best judges. Of this is such a great example of why you remember. Do you remember years ago when the NBA decided to let players for one season like have an input on All Star balloting, and then it was like Dion Waiters voting for himself, Jamal Crawford. I don't remember, but like Jamal Crawford voting for himself, Matt Barnes. You know th- these guys who are not awful players, but you're not an All Star. You know, and that's what it feels like is happening here to a degree. Yeah, they like him. He's won a Cy Young before. Let's just ignore for the fact that he seems like a jerk the way he gets released, basically, by the Cubs. Dropped to waivers because of what he he yelled at a reporter or whatever to take off their mask. Great. Nice to bring that type of character into the clubhouse. That's great. That's a good job. And he's also just not any good. This year, ERA above six. Like I said, he's literally worth negative war right now. He's in terrible. And it's... Granted, I understand that this move is basically being done because they need innings. And they figured, this guy's been good before. Maybe we bring him over. I mean, famously, Larry Rothschild has done a great job, seemingly, at uh, making pitchers that come over here turn out great. You know what I mean? He's done a great job. Chris Paddock has only regressed a ton. Blake Snell looks like Robbie Ray from 2018 and 2019. Can't control the ball. Walks everybody. Well, I'm, I'm sure he'll figure it out with Jake Arrieta who is now way well, well, well past his prime. He basically had a four-year stretch of being great with the Cubs, starting from 2015 to 2017-ish. Maybe 2017. I'll give him 2017. He was pretty good that year. But other than that, you got to be kidding me, man. And that signing, it's really just a reflection on how like horribly off the Padres are right now. This isn't a joke, guys. And... You know, we'll get to this in a little bit because, I'm, like I said, I'm going to make episode today's episode somewhat short. Um, it, it reflects upon how bad things have gone for the Padres. I joked on Twitter uh, yesterday now about how, you know, you look back at that Fangraphs ranking 
that had, you know, the Padres, the Dodgers at the top for projected rotations heading into the year. And now we're signing veterans that we're hoping can turn out great, right? We're hoping that they can just give us innings. Denelson Lamette set back, you know? Uh, it, it's just, what, what more can I say? The guy might be just damaged goods at this point. I don't know what to tell you. Like, he's just always hurt. He's just always hurt. Blake Snell, absolute disaster this year. You Darvish, hasn't been the same since the sticky stuff. And he's hurt on top of that. You know what I'm saying? Ryan Weathers, we thought he was a diamond in the rough, and I think he was to a degree. But if y'all were relying on him to really be able to keep up everything, considering how bad all of his advanced stats were, lack of whiff rate, lack of a chase rate, and then look what's happened. He's regressed just catastrophically. Chris Paddock hasn't been very good this year, and he is also on the I.L., you could basically say that the Padres went from having the projected best rotation in baseball, or at least at minimum one of the five best, to being a team that only has one starter that you feel kind of good about when they start a game, and that's Joe Musgrove. I don't know where this team would be without Joe Musgrove. Seriously, that's where we're at. And look, with A.J. Preller, who I've defended, by the way, because I think that, to be quite honest with you, I'm still going to defend, because... It's a little bit ridiculous for us all to turn on the guy who netted us, Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr., Trent Grisham, Jake Cronenworth, Joe Musgrove, Udarv, all these guys that still has a lot of hype. You know what I mean? In theory, like, let's just look back at the trades. It's still incredible, the team that he's been able to assemble, especially considering it's basically been all through trades. And yet, I'm still wondering, what were you doing at the trade deadline? You know, did A.J. Preller think this team was doomed? And said, I don't want to give up too much for Max Scherzer. I hope that's what he thought. Because right now, I'm looking at this and the Reds are coming. Guys, they're right on our heels. And the Reds, by the way, are a better team. 100% than the Padres. They just are. They've got just as much offensive firepower. Yes, Eugenio Suarez is, is really killing them. Especially since he's not a great defender. I understand that. With Castellanos, Jesse Winker, Jonathan India, who might win Rookie of the Year at this rate. Wade Miley and then Luis Castillo coming out of that, that team. It's enough. At least with that team, they have two guys that they feel kind of good about. You can't even say that about the Padres. The Reds, guys, have a better feeling about them than the Padres right now when it comes to their starting rotation. It's just, it's really rough. And then you look at it from the perspective of this, right? I'm wondering, because based on people who I talk to, things that I read, are we sure the Padres' farm system is going to be okay? Because once Abrams, Campizano get out of the farm system, they might have one of the worst in baseball because they've given up a lot. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's okay if you've given up a lot of your farm system to then improve at the major league level. But my thing is, like, nobody knows what's going on with Mackenzie Gore. He apparently, A.J. Preller was coming out. We had some, some team reports saying, you know, it's, it's, he's not pitching for a while because of the blisters issue that he has. He hasn't pitched since June. Yeah. So we, uh, I mean... If it ends up, ladies and gentlemen, that the one prospect who was truly worth a lot out of all the golden eggs that we uh, at least were believed to have, Luis Patino, and he ends up being the one that we ended up trading because Blake Snell decided to just completely regress, the Padres might be in trouble for more than just the right now. I'm not even talking about this year now. I'm talking about the future. This team is in deep trouble. And I want to just say this, like, with, with Abrams, he's out for the season. Like, he's not playing right now. He's hurt. Mackenzie Gore is hurt. Luis Campizano is great and all. But Rob Hassel? Rob Hassel's like 20 years old. 
You know? So I don't really know what the Padres are going to do. You look at next year and you say, okay, next year might be might be a lot better because you do have Clevenger heading into next year. You do. Clevenger should be great. But right now, there's just such a bad mojo with this team that you can't really escape. That you can't escape right now. And I think one last thing that I want to say also is, do the Padres have an organizational problem right now? Is there something going wrong about getting the best out of some of your other guys? Because I talked about this with Paddock. Ever since Larry Rothschild, he's just completely regressed. And part of me wonders, and this is my fault, you know, I, I look at the Padres and I said, maybe just get a type of starter at the deadline, just someone that might work. And my thing is like, oh, maybe there wasn't a lot of room for him. You know what I'm saying? Maybe there wasn't you, if you want to trade for your Andrew Heaney's, if you want to trade for your, you know, whatever, just some guy that you want to buy low on, like, what are you going to do with the other guys in the back of the rotation? It's not like probably, you know, knew that, um, what's his face, uh, Denelson Lament was going to have a setback and that Paddock and that Darvish and all of this stuff, right? But bottom line, that's just the situation they're in right now. And you look at a team like the Giants, the Giants basically just made the one move with Chris Bryant, who just hit like a walk-off. He hit like a huge home run, not a walk-off, but he hit a, humor, he hit a huge home run for them last night. He's making a big impact. Adam Frazier's fine. But one of the things I talked about at the deadline was batting average and on-base wasn't exactly a thing that the Padres were lacking. What they were lacking was slugging. What they were lacking was big hits, which is why everybody talked about Joey Gallo. And he's over on the Yankees, and I know he's had a little bit of a slow start, but he's come up with huge home runs for them. Just last night he did. It was the difference maker. And another one against the White Sox. It's it's not looking good, guys. It really isn't. Um, I'm not confident at all. But before we close this thing out, guys, I just want to do one more thing before we get into our last segment. I want to talk to you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and miles, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Like, you know, is your Odyssey an LX or your X, whatever. Well, you've got rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto, 30, 50, even 100% more sometimes you can spend on the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership, but that's not the case with Rock Auto. For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump, it's 353 from a chain store, only 216 from Rock Auto, guys. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. You can save all that money and have all the parts. Really easy to access a catalog on there. Really easy to kind of navigate through it. So what are you waiting for? Go to rockout.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How'd you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliable low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. And now, guys, let me talk to you about something else. Do you ever love to order fish when you go out to eat but never want to make it for yourself at home? Do you run into that dilemma? Cooking restaurant-quality dishes at home starts with high-quality seafood and simple techniques from wild Alaskan seafood. They're great, guys. They deliver high-quality, sustainably-sourced, wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, whitefish, or a combination, and every month, there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium, wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. Wild Alaskan Company seafood is how nature intended to be, always wild, never farmed, or modified and it contains no antibiotics get your nutrition from nature with wild Alaskan company and right now you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash mlb remember that is wildalaskancompany.com slash mlb for $15 off your first box 
And now, guys, let's continue. Let's wrap this up. And before we continue the rage and the ranting, because in fairness, here's the thing. There is still some time left, and you still know what's going to happen with the game. But we're, we're going to continue the ranting. But first, let me take a rant on the other side of baseball really quickly, okay? It was announced yesterday that the Field of Dreams game, uh, you know, it's, it's coming back next year, which is great. I think it's great for baseball. Apparently, it's like the single, in terms of ratings, the highest rated game they had all year, which is great. And it was also an awesome game. Everybody just go. It's it's worth watching the replay of that thing. To be honest with you, Tim Anderson walk off big home runs from Stanton and Judge, which is awesome. Like just awesome baseball and the atmosphere is great. And how do they follow it up, ladies and gentlemen? We got the Yankees and the White Sox. We got all these teams. We're doing the Reds and the Cubs. Now look, I actually might be writing about the Reds this week. That might happen. I I don't really have a problem with the Reds. Underrated team. I don't know if they'll necessarily be as good next year. I think there's a possibility that they fall off, but they could be a fringe team. And bottom line is they have been good this year. But the Chicago Cubs? Like, the fact that baseball is going to reward a team that went out and traded away everybody. Everybody. They just completely tanked it. They're rebuilding. And you're rewarding them by putting them on center stage in a spotlight like that? Are you kidding me? Because, I, ladies and gentlemen, the Marlins would deserve to be in that spotlight more. Because at least you can make a, a, a take that maybe the Marlins might be better next year. They're not as bad and disgraceful as the, the Cubs right now. The Cubs have a 0% approval rating. They gave away every player that they had, every legend for that city, from Rizzo to Bryant to, yeah, not, not Craig Kimbrell specifically, but, uh, you know, Javi Baez. And it's just, really? Really? They won you your first World Series in like a century? And this is how y'all, you're going to be like, yeah, let's put the Cubs on there? You could choose so many other teams. The Mariners, the Angels, put Otani at the Field of Dreams game. What are you doing, Major League Baseball? You guys are so stupid sometimes. What are you doing? You know, and I say the Angels because it's like, yeah, that's a fringe good team. At least they have some stars you care about. Who the heck is going to be? Nick Magical? Is it because a former White Sox is on the is on the Cubs right now and that's what you're excited about? Y'all are pathetic, man. Y'all are pathetic. Almost as pathetic as the Padres themselves right now, to be honest with you. Um, let me just talk about that really quickly. So, I've also seen reports that Aaron Sanchez is a guy that the Padres might pick up off of waivers, which doesn't surprise me. And I actually think Aaron Sanchez could be okay. I don't think he's going to like win any games, but in terms of just being an innings eater, that's cool. I mean, he pitched with the Giants when he was healthy, and that's the problem, his health. But, like, not a terrible pickup, right? Assuming Rothschild doesn't mess him up, potentially, because... I have a lot of questions with Larry Rothschild these days. I, I really do. I'm just wondering, like, if I if I have to blame a coach, which I don't often like to do, Larry Rothschild deserves a lot of blame. But another thing that just makes me upset is apparently that the Padres are... It's unsure who is even starting today's game. I remember, I'm recording this uh, last night, so I don't know. But Jace Tingler said he doesn't even know who's starting tomorrow's game. That's where we're at now, ladies and gentlemen. If you go out and say... I don't think the Pirates are making the playoffs. It's fine with me. I have no issue with that. They still can. You can still get the wild card. But this was a World Series top five contender team. And you're wondering what happened. Everybody is playing down right now. Except for Tatis. Machado. Look, I love Machado. And I wrote about him. That article should be coming up this week. Love him. I just wish that he had the, the, the bam. You know what I mean? I wish he had that like week and a half two-week period that, like, Bryce Harper's had or, like, when Kyle Schwarber or Joey Votto and some of these other guys. I wish he had those weeks where he just went on a tear. Instead, it's been, a, a, a like, a, you know, general amalgamation of just solid play throughout all of the season and, at times, great play. 
But he hasn't had that moment where he's like, I'm a friggin' top five player. Screw all of you. You know what I mean? I wish that he had that. I wish that he had, like, the five home runs in three games or whatever. He hasn't quite done that. But still, he's still been great, so you can't blame Manny Machado. But Tommy Pham, he's just gone non-existent for a while now. Trent Grisham, I mean, he was a hero last night, which is great, and Jake Cronenworth. But then it's like, Hassan Kim, my guy, I need more from you at the plate. You know? Jerkson Profar has not been very good this year. Eric Hosmer and Will Myers, but especially the former, have not been good. And then the rotation. The, the offense is okay, so I shouldn't really harp on that too much. It's the pitching. And I, I don't want to say it again because I feel like I'm repeating myself, but this is where we're at. This is where we're at. And I have to say this because a lot of people got on me, or I shouldn't say got on me, but they they, they sometimes they, they, they panic a lot, right? This is what happens throughout the season. And my take was, a month and a half ago, whenever it was, like, one of the, the series right before the, the All-Star break, you know, against the Nationals where we lose a couple games there, you lose a game to the Braves, and people are complaining and saying, what the heck, we just keep losing a bad teams, and my thing is, like, agreed, they, they, are, they are frustrating, but now, a month and a half later, and here's the thing, because some fans, and, and I mean this in the most loving of ways, because for every time that you react to certain things that happen early on and certain trends, especially in the sport of baseball, for every one that turns out to have been a correct reaction to a smaller sample size, there are five others that if you did react negatively, you'd be wrong. I.e., if you took the overreaction and said the Giants are no way they're this good, the end. There's no way. All right? Look what happened. Giants are the be- like best team in baseball right now, basically bar none. It's like them and the Dodgers, to be honest with you, and then the White Sox, in my opinion. And then if you said, I think the Yankees are dead, well, the Yankees are showing some life now. Yankees can win. You know what I'm saying? They could absolutely win. If you said Oakland A's, they start out what? Like 3-12? and 3-13? and 13, Something like that for the year? They making the playoffs, man. They look good. And they added Starling Marte, who, go check out Just Baseball again. I love plugging the website. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just so used to it. Uh, a, a writer there, Colby Olson, talked about a, a different stat, war over 100 games. Starling Marte is like one of the best players in that category. It's, it's insane. Starling Marte is awesome. I wish that the Padres seemingly made that type of impact player move. Adam Frazier's solid. And for him to go out and get Adam Frazier on Sunday, it made me feel like AJ Power was going to make more moves. Didn't, unfortunately. So for all the fans that are saying, you know, we said this a while ago and you guys ignored us and all this stuff. And my thing is like, I don't think I ignored. I just thought that it was still admittedly a little bit early. I keep using the Phillies as an example. Everybody thought the Phillies were dead in the water, even Philly fans. And all of a sudden they're showing a lot of life. I want that to happen for the Padres, but basically my final takeaway for the night is it's not just that the Padres are playing well, it's also that there are some scary developments with it. Rotation isn't healthy. You have to rely on Jake Arrieta, the jerk that he may be. The jerk that he may be. I don't care if he's won a signing before. The jerk that he may be to eat up innings for you. This is a team that needs guys to eat up innings. That's not what World Series teams are. I know that, like, you could argue, you know, Cole Hamels was about to be signed by the Dodgers. But, like, again, that's an innings eater. It's not like they're going to be dead without him. They've still got, you know, hopefully Kershaw coming back. They got Bueller. They now have Max Scherzer. They got Julio Urias. Like, they've got plenty of guys. The Padres? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it's not looking good. It's just not. And I'm sorry that I wasn't as organized uh, today. I promise for the rest of the week we will be. But I'm just frustrated. And it stinks. Yeah, I'm not going to be that person who says, everybody calm down. You probably shouldn't. They've been that bad. They've been that bad. They have the hardest, I think it's the second hardest schedule the rest of the way. 
You know, that's why we needed to win these games so we could give ourselves at least a little bit of breathing room. Instead, by the end of Thursday, the Padres could be out of the wild card and out of the playoff race, which is a thing that we assumed that they would at least be. All right, maybe they don't win the division. They're going to be the wild card. We just all assumed that. Ain't looking like that anymore, my friends. Not looking like that anymore. Uh, But before we wrap this thing up officially, guys, this kind of mess of a podcast, I admit, uh, let me just talk to you about the Locked On Bets podcast. Betting on the Padres doesn't have to be as much of a guessing game where you want to punch yourself in the face by the end of the night based on how they've been playing well lately. Uh, If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, in terms of the future of this podcast, guys, on Thursday, or I should say, why am I saying Thursday first? On tomorrow's podcast, we're going to be talking with Millard Thomas about the no-hitter stuff. He brags a little bit. He asked me some questions about the Padres. And uh, we talk a little bit about Bryce Harper versus Tatis MVP narrative. Um, we actually recorded it. While last night's Rockies game was going on, so I missed a little bit of it. I missed the Tatis big double that he had. Um, so we get into all that. Also, going to be recapping. Hopefully, who even knows who's starting tomorrow's game? You know, like I said, we don't, or today's game, I should say. Don't even know at the time of this recording. So we'll see how that goes. And then going to be doing a crossover with Dan Wilson of Lockdown Phillies. That should be a lot of fun for Friday. And then also on Thursday, some other troubling things when it comes to around Major League Baseball, especially with minor leaguers. And I want to talk about that stuff. And it does relate to the Padres for sure. Um, Man. Dark, guys. This is the, the bleakest it's been. Easily. All season. Easily. With that all being said, though, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Be sure to send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcasts app, and in the description, you can put a question, and I guarantee you, it will be answered on the show because I like bribing for five-star reviews. What can I say? I'm not above it. Uh, follow the show or myself on Twitter. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. I fire faithful homies. Take care.